I've got the power. How many of you have seen the movie Bruce, uh, Bruce Almighty? I didn't do a very good job, but kind of helps you understand where I'm going today. And to be able to know that if people can be called almighty, even in if it's Hollywood, that is who we are. Because as he is, so are we on this earth. And there are many things I would like to share with you, but I decided to camp again in Ephesians chapter 1. Reading from verse 15 and going down. And I'm very thankful and grateful to Pastor John and Pastor Kelsey and to Life Global for giving me this opportunity to say, You've got the power. Are we okay? So a very good afternoon, a very good Friday. It's a good Friday, you know that? You don't have to wait once a year to call it Good Friday. It is a good Friday. And so, as I was saying, very grateful to Pastor John and Pastor Kelsey and the pastoral team for this privilege. We are, both Savi and I are honored, we are humbled by the invitation uh, well, not really invitation. I make myself come. <laughs> so he can't say anything. Uh, he just says, okay, Pops, come. Uh, but it's a joy to serve them. And again, I want to emphasize our relationship is not one of control. It's not of uh, subservient obedience. It's one of uh, love for one another, where we are committed to one another because that's what love is. And we serve one another and we intend to see that we excite, energize and edify one another into what God has designed for one another. Not what God has designed me to be so that Pastor John and Pastor Kelsey can follow us. No, I think that that period, that era of the son having to do everything that the father does. We know Jesus set the example, but that was completely different and misunderstood. But our relationship is walking together and we mutually bless each other. And as a result, you've been blessed and I've been blessed. I think oftentimes I'm, Savi and I are more blessed than blessing. But anyway, that was a very brief introduction to remove certain nerves that are working in me to create. And it's been a long time since I preached, so uh, pardon me for that. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to camp there, and from there we're going to journey in this passage and trust God, the Almighty, El Shaddai, the one who is more than enough to do great things amongst us. So get ready. Get ready for 
new things to break forth before you and when i say new i mean not new in terms of me spending time with god and downloading a revelation that was never there but it's me uh, opening the scriptures and allowing you to open it with me so let's start with ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 and we know that it comes from an amazing backdrop an amazing context of him uh, paul saying that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing and then he says we've been sealed with the holy spirit who is our guarantor who is the one who has taken a place and position where he assures the father what you have begun in them we will complete together and having said that paul now begins by saying therefore or for this reason for what reason two reasons one is the reason that we've been sealed with everything that means we have within us everything that god has placed okay and there is no leaking why because he has sealed it and because the holy spirit has sealed it there's not going to be a leak he's even able to keep us from falling he will complete that which he has begun in us this is a grace story now this doesn't make us lethargic or lazy because grace is not a license to do what we want grace is the empowerment to do what he wants okay so he says for this reason and the second reason you will find in verse uh, 18 and 19 that we may know the hope of his calling and that we may know the power of his resurrection so for this reason paul is involved in praying he always is giving thanks what a word for pastors eh to constantly thank god for their flock because sometimes we can get pretty frustrated when we think of people i'm being honest we can uh, get disappointed but we need to always give thanks because these are his people so not ours we are not here to own them control them and exercise authority over them we are here to love them even fall with them when they fall we fall when they suffer we suffer and when they are exalted uh, whether they take us up into the exaltation or not is a different issue okay but when they are exalted we get exalted automatically whether they take us or not okay so for this reason okay he says i give thanks to the lord for your faith in the lord jesus christ wow not faith in circumstances not faith in somebody else's teaching not faith in an issue that is or a worry some people place their faith in worry they love to be worried they thrive in worry they're constantly worried and as a result they begin to walk in that but i give thanks for your faith in the lord jesus christ i want you to underline the word lord because we're going to learn that as we go on 
and he then goes on to say what he has to say and we'll read it as we go on but i want to deviate a bit and take you to this place it's luke chapter 9 verse 13 and jesus is on the with the crowd the multitudes with his disciples and uh, he is about to do something amazing but you know he's not going to do it by himself he calls the disciples he sees the crowd and he says you give them something to eat and that took the disciples by surprise what do you mean not even 200 denarii is sufficient which means they had money right it's not that jesus was poor and did not have money but he said they said it's not sufficient now this is how they reacted surprised that in fact one of the gospels says that they said send them away but here is jesus calling them and saying you give them something to eat now jesus could have understood their predicament understood their lack of faith but he does not allow the circumstances to change his purposes you get that he does not change rather he changes the circumstances did you get that and we are living today in these kind of times where we need to give people food to eat love is a commitment to action and if the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit then that commitment to action must be seen not just spoken of or thought of but must be seen and this commitment is to see that the other person matters more than ourselves okay so this is how jesus walked he always looked at the people and realized that they matter more than himself and so he says you give them something to eat they react he doesn't change the circumstance he doesn't change the uh call he doesn't change the purpose he changes the circumstances and the result of his faith now watch this it says there when you read from verse 13 onwards that after he gave thanks he gave it to his disciples and he said you give them to eat You see whenever Jesus whenever Yeshua whenever Abba gives us a command he's always there to fulfill it he is always there to perform it but he never does anything without us he wants us involved in the performance that's what the church is there for now why am i saying this because today we are going through challenging times and we're kind of getting into this place of inward looking and being faced with these circumstances you know we are taking a defensive position and so we are trying to hide in the secret place of the most high god 
We're trying to hide in the cave and prevent ourselves from getting COVID, etc. Now that is good. Psalm 91 is fabulous. Fantastic to hide in the secret place of the Most High. But then it says in verse 13, if you read Psalm 91, it says that He has given us power to trample the lion and the cobra. That is offensive. That is to take the offense for the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And we do, do this through the power of God. And what we are looking at today as we study is the power of God. How it has come into us, how it remains in us, and how do we exercise this power? Because in these days, God has been ministering to me about the power. Now notice as we read, he says, I told you that he is praying for this reason. I gave you the previous reason. Now he says that your eyes of understanding may be illuminated. And I'm reading it from the Amplified Version. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. So that you can, listen, know, not believe, know and understand the hope to which he has called you. Remember he called them. He said, you give them to eat. He didn't change the call. They did not understand the call. But he did not change his call or his purpose because the gift of call and calling is without repentance. And he then joined them in the call and he gave them, and you know what? They fed over 5,000 people. It says there are 5,000 men just men, but there were obviously women and children as well. So it was more than 5,000. And there were remnants. You see that? And that's what God has called us today in these challenging, difficult circumstances. And how many of us are finding it difficult? And today, I trust that you'll be released. Now, I love, and I'm going to show you some things, right? Let's go on. Verse 19. Not only that you may know the hope of his calling, so that you may know, verse 19, and understand. This is amazing. And I, 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 even the Amplified Version does not do justice. What is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power in Listen, in and for us. Got it? Let me add, in, for us, through us. That we may know the immeasurable. That we may know the limitless. There are no adjectives that can come and help us understand this because there are four powerful Greek words here. And each word Speaking of power, not just dunamis, you get the word kratos, energia. That's what I'll be emphasizing here. The word energia, the working. That means the ability to bring out what is there. That working is in us. So listen to this. 
as demonstrated in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working there you are that word working of his mighty strength which now he's helping us understand which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead not only raised him but took him up to sit with Abba as one and guess where you and I are Ephesians chapter 2:6 where there Now I want you to hear this right Please remember I'm not trying to criticize the church I don't want to be in that position never will I may share my opinions but I dare not touch this body yeah. I'll tell you why Now listen he says this You have been raised up from the dead and regenerated Are you ready not to take you out of hell and put you into heaven He's not that is not why he came He came that he would raise us up Listen God became man and God came down to who we are that he may through the spirit raise us to be who he is that's the power of our god the god who created the universe this awesome huge big massive you you can put adjectives as you like yet he is small enough to come into us he's big but that's who god is and that's what it's possible to do big huge creator god still small enough to be in us and so he raised jesus christ from the dead and then seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named corona is a name whether it came from china whether it came from the bowels of hell whether it came from another country it doesn't matter from where it came it is a name and it is real If people try to deny it and say it's a lie uh, speak to the ones who have died whether it is a lie it's a name but it's a name that is subjected to the name above all names yeshua hamashiach and we need to know that we are grateful for the vaccines we are thankful to the government for giving it to us or we are thankful to our god who has given us the reigning power and authority as i said before not to take us to heaven are you ready not to save us from hell but to raise us up 
make us kings and priests that we may reign as what it says in revelations 1:5 that we may reign on this earth in the abundance of his grace ephesians 5:17 reign here not there not in some sky in the by and by but right here right here put us into his kingdom colossians 2:30 we need to know that now all this is good for us to know but let's look at this but also not not only as he conferred this name for this age <laughs> but also in the age and world which is to come wow that means our present is a place where we can live with the authority of god and we can live in the security that even in the future we will live in the power and the authority of god okay and he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church a headship exercised throughout the world which is his body what the church the fullness of him who fills all in all for in that body which body the church you and i in that body lives you ready the full measure of him the god of the universe the god of glory and power who by the word of his power holds everything together is in us the fullness and makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself he fills everything with himself everything everything beloved when it's everything is everything you can walk the whole complete the wall of the great wall of china trying to do a study on the word all and everything and you'll end up realizing it's all and everything <laughs> you can you can explore greek you can explore hebrew you can look at latin you can look at anything those are the three basic uh, languages in which the bible was original and you find the word all and you find the word everything you exhaust these languages it still comes down to one thing it's all and everything so when he says everything everything isn't that beautiful now this is the god this is the god who is in us who is granting us the power to be filled with all in all if he is the head and we are the body and beloved every system whether it is the nervous system whether it is the cardiovascular system whether it is the endocrine system whether it is the uh what do you call the neurological system it doesn't matter what system the skeletal system 
there are nine systems in our body and I have done a study and I've learned that every system is connected to the fruit of the Spirit. Every system. Why? Because God, because God created us. And He didn't create us and leave us there to just say, no, fend for yourself. No, no, no. He also provided for failure. You know that in the, in the story of Adam and Eve, right? He provided for the failure. He didn't bang his head and say, why the heck did I create these guys? He didn't say that. No, he provided. He's a God who provides, yeah? And so, we come here and we learn that in all the fullness. Now listen, beloved. This is not only here in this particular chapter. It's in chapter 3. Shall we go there? Let's turn to chapter 3. And Paul again is praying. He is praying on his knees this time. And he is saying something amazing. He is saying, for this reason, there you are again, verse 14. Seeing the greatness of this plan, you are a great plan, beloved of God. You are a great plan. You're not some ordinary person. If you were, you're now extraordinary. Because he is one of the greatest alchemists that you will ever find. He is able to take the ordinary and make them extraordinary. He's taken you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You who have once had no mercy now have mercy. That's who we are. A royal priesthood. We have royalty in our blood. And so he says this. For this reason. For this great plan. And then he goes on in verse 15. For whom every family in heaven, still the Amplified, and on earth is named. That father from whom all fatherhood takes the title and derives his name. May he, father, grant you out of the rich treasury his glory. He is not going to hold back, beloved. Father, make them one. Father, give them the same glory. There is no difference between His glory and the glory right now in you. Oh, if we can only know this, if we can only believe it. There is no difference between the way He loved Yeshua and the way He loves us. Give them the same love is His prayer. And then He says, listen, the same glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man, where? In the inner man, by the Holy Spirit, dwelling, indwelling, indwelling your innermost being. This is a good prayer, beloved. Every day I would encourage you, I do it. Every day, take this and pray it into your being. That this God and that Christ through your faith, wow, Christ through your faith actually dwell settle down, abide, and make his permanent home. You know, God is not a visitation God. He's not come to visit us. Hi. How are you? 
bring us some ice cream, bring us some gifts. You know, when people get divorced, the child enjoys both sides. Uh, please, I'm not talking, if, if any of you are in that position, please remember it's not an easy position. We honor you and we are there to help you walk through that. But our God is not a visitation. He doesn't have visitation rights. He doesn't want visitation rights. He is a habitational God. He wants to inhabit us and He wants to remain in us. He wants to dwell in us and He wants us to abide in Him. And when those two happen, we will see results. But unfortunately, we see Him as a visitation God or we visit Him sometimes. And most often the visitation is when we are in trouble. Lord, me Jesus, I'm wasted in soul, help me Jesus. Well, if you want to pray that prayer, you're welcome. He still loves you. But he is not one who has visitational rights. Let's go. Verse 18. That you may have the power again. How many times we are reading power? That you and I, his people may have power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's, <laughs> I like this, God's devoted people and experience his love and know what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of his love. That you may really come to know practically through experience the far which is far surpassing even the knowledge is far surpassing the knowledge and you may know can you see that and be filled you may be filled through it in all your being until all got it all the fullness of God the fullness of God this awesome creator God this awesome majestic God is in us bigger than us and yet small to be in us what a God so that we may be filled with all the fullness and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Can you see the church? This is the church, beloved. This is the church in God's sight. It doesn't matter what kind of a church is there today. Before him, this is the church. This is the church. And that is why we have to be careful of what we say about his church. You see, Paul was on the road to Damascus, right? On his high horse. Full of authority. Authority given by the high priests who were representing God. He was on his high horse. And then 
sky a light he comes down that light enables him to recognize and you know what he says he says who are you lord who are you lord the word lord means one with maximum authority above any other for Saul at that time had maximum authority above any other within the religious group and when he was struck by this light he had this revelation there is no other maximum authority apart from what is coming from this light this is why he is praying that your eyes of understanding may be illuminated because he knew what happened to him he is saying now come on this is Saul on his way to murder people who have joined a sect what has this got to do with Jesus saying to him why are you persecuting me I am not persecuting you I'm persecuting people who do not understand their God but Jesus says you touch them you're touching me I am the head and from this head flows into every system in their body this is why beloved two things treat your body with care honor your body love it now if you want to put on the makeup and you can go and say pastor neil said love it and so that is why i'm doing the makeup and that's why i'm doing all the fashion we i want to love my body oh great hallelujah but when i say love your body i'm saying learn to treat it with respect don't dishonor the body because the body is the temple of the living god in whom the holy spirit dwells the other thing is to love the body the universal body of Christ in material of caste creed color in material of denomination in material of doctrine love the body of Christ because god is seeing the body god is seeing life global god is seeing new covenant God is seeing whatever other church there is as one and he's seeing it in its fullness in its majesty and he's saying that this church throughout all generation is my body so how are we going to magnify this body how are we going to release the power in us And God has given me a couple of things which I like to share with you. And then trust that you would receive it. You see, somewhere in 1970 or thereabouts I was born again. Maybe you were not born. <laughs> Maybe you were not born. But I was born again. <laughs> 
I met the Lord. I walked into a meeting and there I heard uh, it was called the American Teen Team led by Youth Christ. And they were singing this amazing song. I don't know whether you know it. Jesus, he met the woman at the well. Oh, Jesus, he met the woman. And the, this youth preacher was talking about how Jesus was able to open her up and replace the will of Jacob and give her the real living water. So I received the living water. That's my first encounter. And the water came into me. I know that. Because there was for about three to six months a nice honeymoon with Yeshua. But after that, the water didn't dry up, but I refused to pump it up. And I went everywhere I could. Until, you see, when God touches us, He never gives up. About 10 years later, around 1980, I believe, or again, somewhere there, I had another fresh encounter. And just like I was thirsty for that living water that became a well of life in me, I was, once again, I was reading a particular miraculous work of God through Kenneth Hagin on a beauty queen whose leg grew in order for her to win the pageant. And at the end of that little booklet, it was asked, do you want the power? And I was hungry and I said, yes, I want the power. That's why I began by saying to you, I've got the power. May I tell you, that day, both Savi and I, we may not have experienced it as others do, but we experience the person and the power of the Holy Spirit in an awesome way. And ever since that moment, we have not moved. Now, we have had some incidents in our lives. We have had some failures some small, some big, and we continue to stumble and fall. But you know what? He's able to keep us. He's able to raise us. He's able. He's able, he's able. I know he's able. I know my God is able to carry me through. And then he's placed us in a body. He's placed us with friends like Pastor John and Pastor Kelsey. He's placed us with friends like you where we can grow together, each one exercising love for one another, just like in Ephesians 4. So, very quickly, I want to share with you and then I'll build on this next time. How does the Spirit of God in us Connect with the Spirit of God outside of us. Very important. The divine connection. There has to be the divine connection. He said, you shall receive power from on high. 
which means an external activity of the Spirit. When we were born again, an internal activity of the Spirit took place. The well of life came. But now, living waters are flowing within us. And living waters, if you read Revelations chapter 22, you read about the living waters. If you read Revelations chapter 1, uh, John is having this amazing vision. And he sees living waters. He hears the voice of God in living waters. It's outside of him, not inside him. He's having an experience that is altogether other. When the disciples were with Yeshua on the Mount of Transfiguration, they had an experience with another. You see, Jesus was transfigured. He was so transfigured that he shone more brighter than the sun. It was lightning. The word lightning is other. He became other. And they had an experience of other. They had an experience of something they have never ever had before. They were so en engrossed in it. So the encounter was so deep. They said, let's stay here. But you see, God, he has other plans for us. Not for us to be caught in the razzmatazz. Not for us to be caught in this charismatic awakening. There is a purpose in that. It is to go and serve. Go and bring out the experience that you have so that others may know and be blessed. That as I reach out my hand, they are touched. So very, very, very briefly, let me give you some ways in which we can do it. Have you ever realized? You know, I love the crowds. I love the church gatherings. Whether they're in the thousands, whether they're in the hundreds, whether they're in the fifties, it doesn't matter. I love these corporate gatherings. They're beautiful. They're fantastic. Lots of things happen. But you see, that's not the essence of the church. That is not the essence of the church. So here we are. You want to know how this power within us is one of the ways, okay? Just one. Today I'll give you two. One of the ways is where two or three are gathered in my name. That's all he needs. He sent people out in twos. You know why he didn't send the third party? Because the third party is always a problem. Hey. But that's all he needs. Two or three. And he says, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am. Who? I am. In the midst of them. Beloved, today what has happened is we've been blown by the fact that we can't meet as a corporate body. And that is true. I, I know that it has caused a lot of shake, rattle and rolling. But this is the essence of the church. Two or three. And that's why your life groups are so important. Because you're not meeting for some kind of an ordinary social gathering. You are meeting for a divine encounter. 
the intention of our meeting. Yes, the food is good. Yes, the fellowship is wonderful. But are we coming seeking, seeking, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness? Are we coming seeking with all our heart the one who said I am in the midst of you? Are we coming to seek his presence or are we coming to make our presence known? And this is where the problem is, yeah? And if my presence is not acknowledged, uh, well, I may have a couple of reasons why I should be leaving this fellowship. This is the ego. This is the self. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Faith in Christ. For this reason I pray, having heard of your faith in Christ. Who do we have faith in? The pastor? The life group leader? Who do we have faith in? In the one who has called us to gather in his name. And what is his name? I am. So that's the second. The name. How does the power of God manifest from us? Or having been in us? How does it manifest for us and through us? Number one. When we gather together. In faith. Gathering unto him. Not gathering for our sake. The power will manifest because he has promised, I am in the midst and you can ask whatever in agreement. And that agreement is not just touching one another's hands for that moment. <laughs> that agreement is agreeing in the very nature and character of God together with one mind saying, we are here for you. And then he bursts in. And there is a transformation. Awesome, yeah? Awesome. It's not going and saying, please pray for me, I want the anointing. And then do a little shake, rattle. And... You may not fall. You may not cry. You're just there. But you sense the presence of God. The second one is the name, the name. And I want to take you back to Exodus chapter 3. Remember what God told Moses? The problem with us again is that we are still looking for the bush. The burning bush. The razzmatazz. Whoa! And we think God is there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have had some amazing encounters with God. Sorry I'm taking a little long, but I'll finish with this. And he says, when Moses says, whom shall I send? Says, sent me. You know what he says? I am. I am. He's the God of the now. He's the God of the now. I am. And what does that mean, beloved? I, I, I'm going to give you some practical things. Whenever you 
speak of yourself in the opposite direction of what he has spoken of you you are disgracing the i am you are insulting the i am because you are a son of god i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus i am the light of the world i am the salt of the earth let the weak say they are strong in the strength the moment you say i am weak god is not weak god is i am i am who i am more than enough when you say i don't have enough we are coming against the very name of god it's not me denying christ by saying i don't believe in him in saying something that is opposite to what he has something that contradicts what he has said of us we are a royal priest to the holy nation a peculiar people oh but you know i have this weakness that the weak say i'm strong i am strong because he is strong greater is he that is in me than he that is of the world ah, but i don't feel it it has nothing to do with my feelings it has nothing to do with my um shaking nothing to do with my circumstances it has to do with the i am the name that is above all names and that's why he said i am i am the way the truth and the life i am the dough i am the bread i am the wine he replaces everything and every other name every even you know we say now please don't misunderstand me you know we say jehovah sitkanu god of righteousness jehovah shalom the god of peace you know it is i am shalom i am the good shepherd i am it is not jehovah it's the name that was given because it was unpronounceable what was unpronounceable the i am so i now say i am you know in 196 1906 there was a man called simo and he caused the awakening in azusa street and every time he would sing i've got the power that's from where bruce almighty got it i am the power he would he would literally sing his sermons i am the power you are the power and then the organ would go bang hey we got the power come on you got the power and the congregation will say we've got the power i've got the power when you and i begin to get excited about his name and speak of what he says about you and me the body is magnified is not crushed you and i are the ones crushing the body by speaking against our own selves we are devouring our own flesh we are like spiritual cannibals 
Let's be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let's pray this prayer. Let's say, yes, God, I've got the power. I've got the power. I live in His power. And it's not my might, not by power, but by His Spirit. The Spirit and that power, which we will see next week, are one. But today, I leave you with that. And as you say that, you don't even need people to lay their hands on you. You lay your hands on yourself. And you speak to yourself. I am healed. I am blessed. I have every spiritual gift in me. I have all things pertaining to life and godliness. Come on, say it. Say it right now. Say to someone next to you. I've got the power. You've got the power. You've got all things pertaining to life and godliness. You've got all things pertaining to life and godliness. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Because you are from him. So right now, I declare over you, over the church, and nobody else better have you got than your own pastor who, who enters into that supernatural realm over and over again. You can have it as well, not just him. When you begin to walk, recognizing the body, going for your meetings with the intention of seeking the one who has all power and authority. And when you speak his name, I am. And when you begin to live in that I am, you are free. Love you, bless you, and let us see a new dimension of life global coming into being. Bless you.